the Design Convo Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to yet another episode of the Design Convo Podcast. This is your host Shakti Hari and I'm super glad for the kind of response I received for the first episode with Nori. Today we have an interesting personality to conversate with. Uh, we have a designer, a freelance graphic designer to be precise. He's based out of Mumbai and he's known for his quirky illustrations, colorful uh, funkiness in his designs and posters. Uh, he loves creating printing stickers and sticking them all through the city of Mumbai and wherever he goes. It gets really interesting here because he designs for augmented reality and I'm predicting that when we get all into metaverse he's going to lead us the entire design community into I don't know the metaverse with creating things for AR so I I I don't have much clarity on what's happening with the metaverse but yeah we had a fun conversation so let's not wait and jump right into conversating with him and before we you know get all in I have a small disclaimer um I'm pretty sure you're going to hate the kind of audio quality that's going to follow because we had to record the session over a zoom call due to various constraints on both of our ends but nevertheless uh, i think i'm guessing you will enjoy the content so let's just dive right in how how is the pandemic treating you ah uh, it's been good man it's been like all right i mean start of like the start of this year was like a little uh, tricky and weird because i mm-hmm. myself got covid and between so it was mm-hmm. pretty hectic okay but later after recovery things have been slow and good so yeah just taking it easy man all right that's that's great yeah. to hear yeah yeah uh, all right so i'll i'll tell you the intention behind this uh, doing this podcast so yeah. i started out as a like 2 to 3 years back and uh, most of the things i wanted to find online on youtube right so people talked about how they create artwork or and how they yeah. do things but uh, it's hard to find people share their process the behind the scenes and uh, ah, where they, things like how and where they find their vendors and how they actually build a community around them right yeah yeah so uh, i had a ton of questions which i still am trying to figure out uh, so w- yeah, welcome yeah, to the sure. podcast man how do how sure, do you feel sure. about it uh thanks for having me on board man i think uh, this is my first time being on a podcast ever mm-hmm. so that's the first time like good to do first thing yeah you know why why don't you introduce yourself uh, you know talk about your background and talk about your hobbies and how you started as a designer yeah sure uh, i'm yash pradhan i'm an illustrator graphic designer mm-hmm. i've been also working as a ar designer and doing a lot of other art direction and stuff Mm-hmm. Uh, although my background is completely different, I studied like oh, commerce with banking, and on the side I uh, studied like chartered accounting. Okay. So that was completely uh, an entirely different process and education mm-hmm. altogether. Uh, how did I get into this? Was uh, when I was handed my first uh, offer letter as a banker. Mm-hmm. that's when uh, life kind of reflected few things if i wanted to do that as a job or like forever kind of thing that's when it kind of hits you oh, okay this is getting more serious this is not an education anymore where you're just like studying and going to colleges and exams and everything mm-hmm. this is something you'll be doing for the rest of your life so it kind of hit me and i had to take a step back and my parents were supportive 
thankfully mm-hmm. about it so i gave myself like two to three months on trying to find things or i'm good at and i always came back to those tiny doodles which i used to do in school or colleges they were like very basic and stuff but i enjoyed it so much and i felt like this is something i want to pursue and see what are the options even back then or oh, graphic design as a career or even as an education i was solely not aware about it because my mm-hmm. head was completely into commerce and business and everything so i did not even discover until i started looking for how to turn like these doodles into something digital artwork okay and uh, that's how my exploration kind of began on like curiosity of like turning these doodles into just digital artwork and mm-hmm. see how to take these ahead and that's why i started like uh, looking up tutorials on youtube but those were not enough to get started like i mean they were enough to get started but not enough to make me a professional or anything or uh, mm-hmm. the other option was like doing pursuing it like properly or going to a design school and everything which i was not aware when i was getting started so i just thought i'll just teach myself whatever i can possibly and see how things go mm-hmm. i was trying to look up a lot of artists how they began how much education matters and how much doesn't because at that moment i had like oh, not wasted but occupied like four to five years of my life into banking and business so going clearly in a different direction was like a whole new experience so i discovered skillshare back okay so mm-hmm. i was very happy about skillshare because they had so much free tutorials and like professionally there were like so many other advices and everything mm-hmm. and that's where i kind of learned the tools mm-hmm. or at least what uh, things do because on youtube you just follow a tutorial and you end up just making it as it is but like mm-hmm. someone asked me to make something else i'll probably need like another tutorial for it so it's better okay. to learn the tools rather than like tutorials or mm-hmm. like how the process is because process can be followed but it can't be learned is what i think yeah so yeah so i think skillshare was the kick start for me to learn the tools or like which was back then adobe illustrator because i fell in love with vectors and minimalism and everything and uh, yeah i love the scalability how the vector provides so mm-hmm. illustrator from the beginning was my go to tool and that's where i explored the whole uh, designing and illustration aspect of it and that's pretty much where it started okay you're a vector yeah. guy yeah 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 vector <laughs> guy <laughs> all right i'm i'm a rest of guy you know i i give oh, okay. a lot of brushes and i'm on the opposite okay. pole <laughs> what are your hobbies man so uh, what do you do when you're not creating art i i mean my hobbies also like uh, somewhere revolve around art but not design in perspective but like mm-hmm. maybe taking photos photography or like doing something physical was which was just going on a run it's, it's it's not like a cliche hobby but i enjoyed like going for walks and run and skateboarding at the time too because mm-hmm. we had like lesser population in bombay so okay. skating on the street was like good back then not mm-hmm. safe right now 
mm-hmm. so skateboarding was something i picked up earlier in my teenage years so that's something i still enjoy and like cooking your now and then okay that's something uh, kind of gives me peace or like inspires me and just like going to gigs i think music is one of my biggest mm-hmm. inspiration and also a hobby uh, i see because i i i love just like discovering new uh, audio experiences which kind of indirectly inspires my work as well how does a day in your life look like so uh let us say um a very much a morning person so mm-hmm. it'll just be me waking up having my breakfast watching some videos or something like that and mm-hmm. uh on a work work kind of day it'll be like me getting started on emails and like checking those things and the voting and getting started on work checking out the like agencies okay. and all that thing so it's mm-hmm. mostly like a mundane thing or if on a regular day when i'm not working it's just like again me being a morning person or like trying to find what's the next thing i want to do it could mm-hmm. be the me going to galleries or me just like going socializing and trying to uh have that balance work life balance kind of especially me as a freelance i have that opportunity where i don't have to work every day but when mm-hmm. i work it's like constantly even two weekends but when i don't have to i can not work on weekdays too all right talking about freelancing so now i have an yeah. interesting question so yeah you know uh, i know that it's it's kind of hard to make a living as a freelancer yeah. so yeah, why why a freelancer and why not work in house for an agency or a company what what made you yeah. make that choice uh so i mean uh when i got started i mean of course i did not have any experience or any work to even display or neither did i have like a design education which i can show to get a job opportunity mm-hmm. so one of my biggest inspiration back then and still is somewhat was deepal and he has been creating artworks on every day for like over 11 to 12 years right now mm-hmm. but then he celebrated like five years of deepal uh, and everything and that kind of inspired me to get started mm-hmm. since i was learning tools and i started a project called 365 days which is like a poster a day mm-hmm. so that's where uh, i kick started my work and uh, started doing all these posters and like artwork each day uh throughout for like four to five months at the beginning and mm-hmm. on the sixth month uh since i was sharing all these uh illustrations and designs on instagram a mm-hmm. uh, couple of studios kind of started getting in touch with me asking me uh what's my background and if i'll be interested in a job opportunity so mm-hmm. the first thing i got was a full time job at a studio called wolves uh, mm-hmm. which is uh, they work on like a uh, different music production and music uh, visual which you probably see on leds and like huge electronic or uh, dance music concerts and everything yeah. and that was basically my first ever job per se so i did not initiate with like freelancing or anything but as i obviously started with the job Okay. and uh, yeah so freelancing kind of came in later uh, when i felt i had enough room and also financially i got myself stable enough to support for next 
at least back then next two three months because like mm-hmm. freelancing is such a risk in itself like you if you don't uh have that backup or if you are financially stable i wouldn't recommend just like going freelance mm-hmm. so freelance uh, wasn't like an option option it was more of a choice which came after me working on different studios and agencies and getting myself like financially stable and that's when uh i wanted to move forward as an individual when i had my own style and i was confident enough to put it out there as an individual as the yash pradhan okay yeah yeah that's how talking about your style man i i'm i'm yeah. a big fan of your you know the style of artworks you create i've been watching you since you started those posters started creating those posters and oh, how you yeah and and i absolutely love the works which you created for 36 days of life and thank you yeah it's it's been crazy you know knowing you as a person online of course and uh, yeah. it's happy to interact with you as a person that's, i'm that's, glad to hear that it kind of feels like a full circle for hearing from someone who has seen me grown online or mm-hmm. like and then having this conversation with you yeah that's a yeah. yeah all right i mean it, it it astonishes me in fact uh, you know by the fact that you have a community you have built a community behind you that actually supports yeah. you nurture you and uh, you know you, when you get to see people collaborate with brands like you know adidas and so, yeah. so how did you you know did you actually notice that you were developing a style when you started with uh, creating those posters started creating those posters i mean uh, while i was starting uh, creating those posters the goal wasn't uh, building or creating a style but i was mm-hmm. trying to teach myself tools and consistency because mm-hmm. consistency is like pretty much the key for every kind of profession wherever you get in i feel yeah. like as long as you're consistent you'll definitely be successful in mm-hmm. whatever profession you work going okay. so those posters kind of helped me uh, build a lot of basics that i was lacking uh, by not going to a design school or anything so consistency mm-hmm. color theory and all those basics i was trying to build throughout the posters and okay. style is something uh, i kind of discovered like later in my career where i was doing personal projects and where i had the opportunity and where i had the freedom of uh, creating different surreal uh, elements and a lot of these kind of and were inspired to music and everything so that's where like i started creating small elements which led to like another one and it kind of flew interdimensionally and it was very surreal experience to like showcase and it felt like it's very much me and it's something not very out there uh so it felt uh it felt like pretty much design having its own personality which is basically uh, our design stylist yeah So yeah that's how i discovered like my style or like how the hell did you you know create a community of your own where people get to enjoy your stuff did you actually intentionally do that or it just happened it was a process i i think it was more more or less of a uh, process because when it comes to community this is more of a virtual community for me and i'm not a person who uh intentionally enjoy instagram as a app or any other apps there online i i okay. just saw it as a source of me putting my artwork without uh, 
having uh, people judge me or anything for uh, my work but i just mm-hmm. wanted to put it out there and just see how what kind of response i get either good or bad uh, but community kind of came uh, through these consistent work where i was putting and people started interacting or enjoying or even people from music kind of started relating because a lot of the elements kind of resonated with them also they enjoyed those singing and uh, that's how like these small small things from design kind of started attracting more and more people and started kind of building like a small community okay. it's still okay. surreal to see there is like a community out there because okay. in real life if you see like it's just like me in my room sitting alone but if i had like even 10 people around me that's like so much but like imagining like all these people online supporting your work it's crazy and it's surreal to what extent do you think the community plays a role in supporting you as an artist in making a living by you know having an online store so i could notice that you have an online store where you sell merchandise like notices yeah, and yeah. stuff like that yeah i mean uh for me when it comes to like exhibition pops or even online shops mm-hmm. i do not personally at least at this point see it as like a source or like a financial source for me to support mm-hmm. myself but uh, it's more about like giving back or like people having the opportunity to have your artwork mm-hmm. you know format which is not just like or a digital or like something you scroll by or just something you save on your instagram mm-hmm. to feed and everything like that but something more physical and something more personal so that's what my goal was even going through different exhibition that happens in bombay it is like me interacting and meeting all these amazing people in real life who've been following me mm-hmm. for like months days or years it's just like more about the interaction and oh, how it, it definitely helps oh, professionally also because a lot of the oh, people from the communities are professional and designers and you never know who you are engaging next mm-hmm. with so yeah. it definitely yeah. oh, helps you thrive more or in this profession so having a community and the right community who kind of supports and not just like virtual ghost and everything you just have those numbers and not just like numbers but actual people there to support you even if there is like 10 people rather than having just like 100 followers who don't even interact or they are just there so having yeah. more like active community is like very important Yeah. yeah it's a small world after all it, it, all it right. could just be your next client or it could be your next project or anything. yeah okay how the hell do you find clients or do they find you uh I, i've been blessed where i can see most of the clients have uh, discovered my work either through word of mouth or either through my website Mm-hmm. more i i i believe most of my work kind of started at least for past 2 to 3 years it has been through my website itself because having a website also is so important where you can just put out your work even though right now a lot of well, many creators they see instagram as a portfolio to showcase their artwork but i still believe uh having a website kind of helps you and it's a good way to segregate like what kind of work you want to put because on instagram you may tend to put a lot of 
your personal artworks which potentially you may not want to work on if mm-hmm. you want to get a certain kind of work so it's better to have a website where you can segregate things and like have those kind of work which you want to get yeah so i i think that's that yeah and we also have the you know uh, chances where the algorithm might screw up Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Instagram algorithm and like it's a lot. Yeah, let's let's talk about you know collaborations. Uh, yeah. So yeah. how 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 do things happen and you know how how do they find you? Is it mostly by Instagram or what? Of all the, uh, uh, so, so yeah. at, at least for uh, Adidas itself, uh, I I think I was uh, lucky enough to bump. uh one of the head associate of adidas on mm-hmm. a gig that was promoted by adidas mm-hmm. so i i think another way of portraying it would be like just meeting people in real life it could mm-hmm. be like a really great potential especially like going to gigs or like any kind of events that because adidas as a brand is something uh, is very personal to me as well because i love the brand itself it, it's so yeah. very engaging youthful and it, it stands for a lot of things that i reflect as well so it, it kind of was a lucky opportunity where i was just there at a gig which was uh, held by adidas and just like meeting the right person at the right time kind of so yeah. it was a more physical than uh, something that virtually happened yeah yeah you know when when it comes to uh, creating different kinds of work right so you you collaborate with different brands uh i could see that you actually design print uh, and packaging stuff you also do yeah. posters and yeah. uh, you do digital stuff and now you are into yeah. ar i was astonished by the the virtual uh, i don't know the exhibition which you put on instagram where you could just oh, yeah. walk in oh, and yeah. see your artworks exactly yeah, yeah yeah i yeah i i mean in this profession uh, i i feel like as much you enjoy like doing just digital art there is like so much you can do and so much to expand and i love like learning new things and getting on to the next thing mm-hmm. and back then when i was uh, introduced to spark ar which is by facebook uh they had like a beta open source kind of thing for creators to just check out the softwares and create like filters and things like that mm-hmm. and while people were creating face filters and everything i wanted to step in and see the world of ar because ar was still back then done but uh, it was mostly done to apps and like professional apps and not in a way where it can be a small ar filter itself because mm-hmm. it comes with so much restriction even if i tell you right now or that was done at like 4 mb of file it's it's like surreal to see because ar filters has like restrictions where it needs to be accessible by every phone every person so yeah it, it was crazy for me to just like get started and uh, when i was creating that virtual exhibition it was during pandemic and of course mm-hmm. people couldn't step out and personally me i love going to museums and spending time or just checking out like different art from other people so i thought it'll just be like a surreal experience if people could just like stay at home and walk into an exhibition of mine and mm-hmm. get out get to check different work and explore and play around with it and okay i was like uh yeah i was like uh 
very excited about that for itself and getting started because okay. even back then there was no such tutorials or anything for spark ar mm-hmm. where i could learn okay i can like create these things here and there and like so i think learning tool back then again kind of helped me explore that possibility and that turn into like that ar exhibition yeah now yeah. now that you are you know we are all stepping into the metaverse and things yeah. like that where everything is going to be virtual so yeah how do you think you know uh, how prepared do you think we are as a design community to step into the metaverse you know uh, there are really just a handful of designers whom i know personally uh, are into the ar and vr space and uh, you know when when it comes to designing for metaverse how do you think the approach would change or how do you think the designers have to adapt i i think for designers as a community it'll be easier to step into the metaverse because mm-hmm. regardless whether we know or not we already are into the metaverse of like creating mm-hmm. digital work and everything so we have somewhat stepped in without us knowing we are already in a metaverse so i don't think it'll be like some drastic transition in at least in the process of a creator mm-hmm. but maybe knowing tools and knowing things like uh, how you can create like or uh, design that could be embedded or coded in the real meta universe mm-hmm. that's like those are the small transition or those are the small things that i think uh, creators would want to learn stepping into it but uh, if not i still think we already have like our one foot already into the meta universe have you started get gotten started with nfts or how do you plan yeah, uh, no i i uh, funny enough i dropped my first nft back in jan 2021 when okay uh, nft was just getting started or like boom mm-hmm. because there was a lot of noise with people uh, coming into nfts and everything and this is the first time when uh, foundation was started foundation mm-hmm. uh, the platform which uh, curates and like yeah. lets uh, creators mint uh, NFT uh, just mm-hmm. got started in like January 2021 and the first week of uh, Feb 2021 I got my first NFT I called it like Minty Kit because it was all around like a kitten and it was kind of a little homage to my own uh, pet mm-hmm. and uh, then i it, it was crazy to see it uh, quickly got auction off and uh, thankfully uh, it was bidded by um, the creator of nyan cat so, okay uh, yeah so that was like another crazy thing where the community kind of comes to mm-hmm. so it was like a already pretty much like a surreal experience and having that energy and then i followed by like few couple of months i dropped my second nft then again like unfortunately covid kind of hit me really yeah. bad so it kind of went down and uh, i started going back to my own digital work rather than like working towards nft because nft is such an amazing space but you have to dedicate like certain amount of time and like investment because it's not just like you putting up and minting your artwork you have to interact engage with mm-hmm. like certain community and get like certain collectors engaged to your artwork and everything so it's like an complete entire process so i did not get back to it due to mm-hmm. a lot of reasons so 
but I'm soon planning to probably drop another NFT anytime soon. But right, yeah, that, that's, that's about it for NFTs and like metaverses. That's really exciting, man. People didn't think the bubble would last, but it's going to be here for some time, I guess. So and, yeah, and yeah, my I, first I, NFT was a cat as well. So I listed oh, a cat. Oh, that, that's yeah. So yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, I I think I named it uh, the Empyrean Feline or something, where I okay. listed a cat with a you know a face that showcases attitude or something. I don't know. Okay, I just wanted okay. to know what's happening and how to actually go through the process of you know creating a a, a crypto wallet and doing transactions, yeah, yeah. And putting your artwork as NFT. So I just exactly. dropped it on Foundation and it just lies there. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I mean, that's amazing though. Like, I, I feel like these kind of small curiosity of like you trying to know like crypto wallet or like minting your first NFT is like, it's amazing to see like all these different creators stepping into new things. And I think it's going to be helpful and not just a bubble, but it'll be there for a good long term as long as you're like completely invested into it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. That's just crazy. You know, I was I was just uh, scrolling through your Instagram feed, uh, in fact, yeah. yesterday, and yeah. uh, I came across a post where you, you know, pressed upon the fact that creative individuals should, you know, write a contract with the collaborators or the clients whom we work with. Of course, of course. So, do you actually, you know, uh, write up a contract with every single client you work with, and uh, how important yeah, do you yeah. think is it for creative individuals to actually do that? I I mean it's it's more like a necessity and it should be norm to work and regardless of the client I feel like that mm-hmm. should be like a small uh necessity that every creator should follow because it's gonna help you so much either even in short period or longer period having all these terms and guidelines will just not safeguard your client but also yourself and will just like help you uh do so many things not just like get paid like because that was my title about like contracts are important and not just for mm-hmm. you to get paid and everything but it yeah. helps you save right your rights to to your artwork and rights to how how much right does the clients have and like all these kind of small small norms and even when it mm-hmm. comes to like revisions and all that like because a lot of people like or designers make it a thing where okay the, the there are, I, I see memes and everything on internet when uh, designers share or clients are sending like one feedback, then it turns into like 100 feedback. These yeah. contracts are going to help you for that, where you can just stick to yourself and tell them, okay, this is the number of uh, revision you provide. And mm-hmm. it kind of gives like a clarity and it also gives like a transparency to the client and backs yourself up as well where you don't have to keep going back and forth and just like make it hard it could be yeah. like a small smallest project you have ever done done where it could be like you making a small icon or it could be you making a logo for any client mm-hmm. but i still feel like you should have a contract even if it's your friend even if it's your family i i still feel like contracts are such a necessity and it's, yeah it, it definitely should be a norm Let's talk about creative blogs, yes. So yeah, I, I I could already I think I have the answer. So since you have mentioned that you have the you know you go to music shows and yeah. you know yeah. exhibitions and do you want to talk specifically about overcoming creative blogs? 
uh, especially budding yeah, artists. I mean, for me, I I completely have a different take. I even had like a small uh, illustration series called Block, where mm-hmm. I did not believe there is a, such a thing as creative block. Because I feel like there is so much inspiration. I don't think any individual can be creatively blocked. Mm-hmm. What I believe is there could be exhaustions, exhaustions, and like not have that motivation to do physically. But having that mm-hmm. creative block is something super impossible to have in an individual. Because there is like so much inspiration, or oh, and especially in the real world, than the virtual world, you can be inspired by something entirely different. Genre of people, genre of profession. It could be their ethics. It could be their color palette. There is so mm-hmm. much to draw from. So yeah. creative block is something I don't believe in. But like exhaustion, exhaustion. That's that's true. That can happen. It's just like you just need to take some time for yourself and like get back to that fresh palette or like fresh eyes of like so you can just yeah. get back and get started on like new work. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's simply that uh, people are overthinking on the fact that they are getting a block. I mean, not just like stop and like force yourself, but like take mm-hmm. your, take some time off. I mean, it could creative block is what something you might think as a creative block. It could be just like your body asking you to take some time for yourself and like give yourself some enough mental and physical space to get yeah. back to into that profession and doing that things over and over again. So yeah, creative blocks are basically just blocks for yourself to take your time and get back with like fresh pair of eyes because there's right. so much inspiration to draw from. It's it's actually nice to you know see you thrive as a freelance artist and uh, yeah. you know how how do you plan you know it it in general uh, you know we have this uh, mentality especially in India that it's okay to just stick to a job or do the same thing over and over again to you know. Uh, be financially independent. Yeah, yeah. So it's just day jobs for everyone, most of them at yeah. least. And uh, only a handful of people actually take the leap of faith to you know try out freelancing full time and yeah, do yeah. things. Yeah. So wh- what what do you think should be you know how do you how do you think people should plan uh, you know income stability from different streams, or how do you do it? Uh, I I mean it, it totally depends on like people and people come from so much different background. I mean. Mm-hmm. Freelance itself, like even when I started as a freelance, mm-hmm. I did not took a leap of faith. Or uh, I, of course, did like a full time job and secured myself like enough saving that it uh, will make me survive for like next couple of months, rather than me just mm-hmm. like going and taking the risk of like freelancing and see even if I get any projects or like, if I can upload some people. So I think mm-hmm. having that financial stability and the background you come from, if, if it's worth taking that risk, or if you're like hundred percent confident in your own artwork and everything, and you know it's gonna work out, I think then just like take that leap of faith and like go ahead and get freelance and get started with it, do your thing. Mm-hmm. But until then, like uh, you can just like stick to your job or like do freelancing on the weekends and see how things work out and have that balance going on. So you're not like just like taking a complete risk, but it's more like gives you a balance of like working full time, okay. but also doing freelancing before you okay. entirely jump into freelancing because freelancing is such a 
the risk taking career where you never know what's going to happen what's not going to work out even if you get a client what if they kind of back out because things don't work out from there so there are so many possibilities which are like great but there are so many possibilities that can just like go bad too so as long as you are financially stable and you have that confidence in your own artwork and own art style i, I think just like go for it so i personally feel that it's all the content that you know consumer and goes into your head and it's like a tap where you when you open it it comes out as a different piece of artwork so yeah. so what kind of content or what what are the shows or things or books that you generally consume and what do you want to suggest people i mean i would suggest and i would suggesting just like consume something that's more physical that's more real that's completely not in your profession consume okay. something that's not a uh, graphic design or illustration consume completely different mm-hmm. look at your local shops and people and draw inspiration from that because uh, consciously or subconsciously if you consume a lot of like virtual artwork or like things that are already existing you might end up doing something similar to that without even knowing you are already doing something from yeah. that and that's how a lot of artists kind of end up forging or like doing something similar and finding that individuality is so important where if you really want to stand out i feel like you need to bring something that solely is uh, engraved to you or solely something that you see in the real life and that's now you're putting it digitally out there yeah so finding yeah. or like getting a source which doesn't exist in this digital world is the best place to start from See, like things like when pandemic hits and you can't really go out i i think uh, it, uh, i i don't know how to portray it but like uh, when it comes to like people with disability mm-hmm. when they are disabled like or uh, let's say a person who is deaf they have like incredible uh, sense other senses which yeah. it could yeah. be their powerful eyes or like powerful sense of smell and everything so i i try to take that same belief and put myself in that position where if something is restricting you try to increase the other sense of like noticing things around you within your own room or like within that small window of your own bedroom that you can see and start noticing things you were noticing and draw inspiration from that because it's not always possible to go out and like travel and do things like that especially when we are in the middle of pandemic yeah and that is a crazy perspective i have never thought in you know about it in such a way but that that's really yeah. insightful thanks for sharing that thank you yeah okay. and um, you are really young right i i i read somewhere yeah, that you yeah. are 26 right now and i'm yeah, 26 i, I just right? 27 so, uh this month yeah okay. i just turned oh. 27 this month yeah. all right man related birthday wishes man Thank you thank you. Okay. All right. You said that you actually moved from uh, doing banking and commerce to design yeah, yeah. and uh, I'm pretty sure the transition should have been you know a bit difficult for you. So yeah, I'm I'm also sure that there are a ton of people out there. Uh, in fact it, the story was the same for me. If you could go back uh, probably to you know uh, two to three years back right to me yeah. the younger younger self of you. Yeah. And, uh, what are the things uh, you might have done differently uh, you know all through this time and if at all if you don't want to change anything what what would be a piece of advice which you would give your inner self 
I mean, uh, to be honest, I'm, I'm happy where I am. So I don't know thinking or like changing anything mm-hmm. would have uh, done anything better or worse for me. So mm-hmm. even it, it's pretty much like having a portal gun and thinking if I could just go back to my past self and done something differently, I probably would stick to the same route of what I have done so far because that's the reason of me going through all those things uh, is something where I am at right now because even I'm unsure that I went to like a proper design school and learned like professionally design, maybe I would have had the same hunger that I had as a non-designer or like a non-design mm-hmm. student of mm-hmm. learning new things and class thing because I came from an entirely different background. So I okay. don't think I I would change anything uh, or tell my younger self to change anything. Uh, advice would be like probably just be consistent uh, because there have been times where I wasn't consistent enough where I felt like okay I have like uh, I was taking probably too easy but mm-hmm. it's, sometimes it's okay to take easy also but it's always like good to be consistent uh, and be a little more productive mm-hmm. yeah that, that, that's just like two basic advice of like being consistent and like, being good or like productive enough that is amazing yeah. man. that is that's really yeah, amazing yeah, yeah. so when i when i personally had this thought i had like a list of things which i would go back and tell my self to change about himself but yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing to you know who knows if you have you know probably uh, gone through design school it might have brought you and you might have become a banker so yeah, things yeah. work in a weird way yeah exactly i i, I mean i'm a huge fan of like comics and all that so even in like marvel and marvel universe they have like all this multi-dimensional universes going on where yeah. different individuals have like different parts so I'm kind of content with my own path that I took so yeah. I don't think like changing that one thing also could have like a completely different output so mm-hmm. uh, I'd probably stick to what I've done so far you know you were you were just mentioning about productivity right so being yeah. consistent and being productive and um, I don't somewhere that you know the attention span of humans have gone down to less than four seconds now it used to be like around seven to eight seconds back like 50 years back and okay that's that's because of all the distractions we have right considering you are working as a freelance designer mm-hmm. you might sometimes have to work on different projects at the same time simultaneously so how do you switch minds between projects and how do you uh, you know be productive about dealing with different clients and different people, different emails and different artworks. How do you do that? I mean, I, I still don't think I'm, I'm an expert in like multitasking or like dealing with like different clients. Mm-hmm. I do work on like different projects at the same time, but I make sure either I'm like completely starting fresh uh, with a new project on a new day or making sure like if I'm working on two projects, I make like enough break it could be the lunch break where my mind is completely diverted into something else and it's completely like a new start so having mm-hmm. that new beginning or like new start kind of makes it easier to multitask and like deal with different clients mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. is there something that you want to press on you know to the audience who are listening to the podcast or so it can yeah. be anything like the general uh things about industry or it can be specific, like if they're wanting to starting out as an illustrator. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like, again, I still want to go back and emphasize on, like, 
having contacts is going to be so helpful regardless where you are at your point in your career you could be starting or you could be in midway or like experienced enough and still not using contacts so contacts mm-hmm. is like something going to help you so much without you knowing that piece of paper is going to help you bound a lot of things not just rights getting paid and everything like i said and okay I, i think that's that's one of the most important and like other than that that i think just like be you and try to uh show the world like how you as a person sees the world because there are so many of us there are so many designers in the world they are doing a lot of amazing work and all these amazing artists have like a common theme of like their own individuality their own style because they are showing or like showcasing design in a way where only they are able to see and not just like it's already been done and dusted in the industry so even yeah. when uh industry wants to stay safe and play safe around where they know okay this kind of design works out take that risk of like doing something completely different which is solely uh, inclined towards you because that's going to pay off as an individual in a long run rather than doing something which already exists and staying safe mm-hmm. yeah i um, often see your stories and uh, you know i'm happy to see that uh, you're going to different places music events and you know exhibitions and uh, uh, pop up stores where you sell your stuff yeah. right so most of the times i notice that you carry a small sling bag or pouch oh yeah yeah what do you actually carry in that oh uh, dude i carry like so many things i mean it looks like a small uh, fanny bag but i i carry a lot okay. of things uh, it, it contains like a tiny bottle because i like to stay hydrated and it, mm-hmm. it's just like so important uh uh then i have my wallet i have a lot of times i carry my own stickers because i like to stick my stickers here and there or like mm-hmm. faces and okay. it has like basic necessities like chargers and sanitizer and all those things so it's like a small go to bag to carry and like is convenient rather than carrying like a whole backpack which is on your back and it okay. makes you feel like okay you're going to school or college it's just like a nice nice convenient way of carrying things yeah all right thanks man thanks for sharing that and uh, yeah, you know i was course. i was happy to see the i everywhere like literally yeah, so yeah, yeah. virtual sticker and it was really nice to see people try that out and share things yeah, yeah, of course that is the end of the list of questions i had in mind for you i mean uh, that, that sounds good this has been really amazing man so uh, the yeah, past yeah. Hour, it didn't yeah, feel yeah. like an hour actually all right exactly I thank mean, you very much right, for right, you know, right. joining us as a guest uh, i really appreciate of that of course of course of course right. thanks again for having me on board i love your cat man it's it's pretty sick <laughs> thank you so much man uh, i really yes, appreciate man. that let's